Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. As I'm coming to you this morning, I am in Florida, in Jacksonville, Florida, Orange Park to be precise, and it is warmer here than it is in North Alabama, where I usually am recording, and it is a blessing to get to be in the middle of winter. It's like a little reprieve to get to be in a place this warm for just a few days. I hope you're having a good day, too. I hope your holidays were great. We We have entered now month five of our study on authority, and this is the first dig a bit for month five. We're studying the book of Titus, and as we do so, I have had several people uh, with questions about the instructions to Titus and how we were to to divide those up into specific instructions that were given to Titus, then instructions that were given to potential elders, to aged men, to aged women, to younger women, and then to young men, to servants, and finally to Christians in general. What I did was simply read through the book of Titus as I was answering this question. I read through the book of Titus and every command, every time there was an instruction, I put it in one of those categories and decided if it was an instruction to servants, an instruction to young women, whichever one it was, I just wrote down every single command that was in the book of Titus. And then I went back through and marked with an E those instructions that I felt someone might follow merely by emotion without even having the instruction given. And I believe that there are some of those, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the end of the story first. Obviously, the point that we're making from Titus is that there is the vast amount of knowledge that God would have us to receive from the Holy Spirit that has to do with our eternal salvation is not knowledge that we could just figure out emotionally. It's not knowledge to which we would be led simply by following our instincts. And how was it that Oprah said it in our introduction? Every one of us has an internal guidance, a GPS. And if you follow that, you'll be led to the highest good for you always. Well, as Christians, our perspective is that the highest good for us is to live our lives and go to heaven. So the question is, can we do that with merely an internal GPS, merely doing what our internal selves instruct us to do? She says, that's why all the voices of the world mean nothing if your voice is, and I think she meant is not in alignment with all the voices of the world. I'm not sure exactly what she meant there. Here's her entire quote. Every one of us has an internal guidance, a GPS. If you follow that, you'll be led to the highest good for you always. That's why all the voices of the world mean nothing if your voice is in alignment with all the voices of the world. So I'm not sure exactly to me that um, that maybe is something that she didn't mean to say, but uh, it doesn't make sense to me. 
But I think the point that she was trying to make is that we can just look within ourselves without being instructed by any higher power. We can just look within ourselves and figure out what is right for us. And then subjectively, that's what is right for our decision making. That's our internal GPS based on how we feel, based on our emotions about things. Well, the end of the story about Titus and about the entire Word of God is that while God has given us a conscience, God has given us to an extent that internal GPS that instructs us about right and wrong, that that GPS must be instructed must be directed by the words of the Holy Spirit. We have the mind of Christ. It's given to us in words, and those words come from the Holy Spirit. So the question then is, does instruction follow emotion? Does living right with God follow our emotions or do we decide to commit to God to be instructed by his word and then the emotions follow that well by and large in our Bibles we find that our emotions our hearts become aligned with the will of God and fit for heaven when we first follow the instructions of God's word so the exercise in Titus is the end of the story first is to show us that we can't figure out God's plan of salvation, his will for our lives. We can't figure that out without studying God's word. Now I think that everybody who's listening to the dig a bit gets that because you're already enrolled in a Bible study called Digging Deep in God's Word. So it matters. It matters what the Word of God says. And it's only when we internalize God's Word that we then emotionally respond in our hearts with a love for God that is with all of our hearts, soul, strength, and mind, and loving then our neighbor as ourselves. And all of those characteristics, including forbearance and patience and love and hope and the um, essential heart feelings that we have that make us, that do make us good people. All of those things follow when we follow the instructions, the specific, the details of God's Word for our lives. So I wanted to begin today with just uh, going over the instructions to Titus. That's the first part of the gray block. If you've got a workbook, it's on page 38. If you've downloaded, it simply is under um, at the title that says instructions to Titus. And here they are. In chapter one, verse five, Titus was to set in order the things that were lacking in Crete. In Titus 1 verse 5, he was to ordain elders in every city. Let's stop right there with verse 5. Those two instructions were instructions that had nothing to do with how Titus was feeling about things. They were instructions that he would not have known had, had those not been revealed to him in words by the Holy Spirit. So those were specific instructions. Then he was to rebuke 
the deceivers sharply. Well, that involves finding out who the deceivers are, and God's going to give some more details about that. But that involves finding out who deceivers are and actually with his mouth and with his pen rebuking those deceivers. That's not something that he would know to do with his emotions. That's 1 verse 13. Speak the things which become sound doctrine. Well, when we start talking about doctrine or teaching, we are absolutely talking about instructions that are going to precede spiritual strength, emotional strength. So speak the things which become sound doctrine. That's in chapter 2, verse 1. Doctrine simply means teaching. So we've got to look in the Word of God for that instruction. Speak all the instructions of chapter 2. We find that in chapter 2, verse 15. Again, we're talking about looking into the specific words given by the Holy Spirit and then instructing our actions based on those words, chapter 2, verse 15. Exhort, chapter 2, verse 15. And that's in the same, very same context of encouraging the brethren, exhorting them in the doctrine that's given. And by the way, chapter 2 begins by saying this is sound doctrine. This is the teaching. So we go to that teaching, and then in chapter 2, we have a myriad of ways that, that that's going to improve the lives, that that's going to capture the hearts of the Christians that were on the island of Crete. Chapter 2, verse 15, rebuke with all authority. Where are you going to get authority? The root word of which is author. If you're not going to the scriptures to get that authority, well, obviously our authority comes from the words of the Holy Spirit. So chapter 2, verse 15 is also an instruction that could not be kept merely by emotion. We have to look at the words and do what the teaching says. Chapter 3, verse 1 um, is a reminder that Titus was to give to Christians. So I'm going to include all of those instructions in chapter 3, verse 1 in the other category at the end of this section which is instructions to Christians in general so we're going to skip verse 3 chapter 3 verse 1 put those in the category of instructions to Christians and then in chapter 3 verse 9 Titus in his teaching was to avoid foolish questions well that's going to have to be instructed by the word avoid genealogies avoid contentions all of those things are based in, firmly in, doctrine. And so when we read 3 verse 9, we know that that is not an emotional command there. That's not something that would be directed by emotions. This is very much doctrinal in, verse th in chapter 3 verse 9. Come to me in Nicopolis 3 verse 12. Well, obviously, that's a very specific direction given to Titus personally in his interaction with Paul that he would not have known. It had specific directions that he would have not known just by feeling his way there. Bring Zenos and Apollos, very specific instruction to Titus, not a feeling command at all. And then greet them who love us, chapter 3 verse 15. 
Well, greet them that love us is a specific command there. I'm just going to say it was a personal injunction there. Maybe not, you wouldn't even classify that as a command. That might be something that Titus would have done. I'm going to put an E by that one. That might be something that Titus would have done based on feeling anyway. But here we have um, Paul specifically instructing Titus to have to say hello to greet those with a warm gesture from Paul those who love him so there we have about one two three four five six seven eight nine ten we have ten specific commands or injunctions given there from the Apostle Paul to Titus and perhaps one of those is an injunction that Titus might have come to do simply based on a feeling in his heart. But the overwhelming message here from Paul to Titus is, I want you to pay attention to doctrine. We have three chapters in Titus, and certainly the middle chapter there begins by saying, I want you to pay attention to the things that are sound doctrine. Sisters, we can't figure out doctrine, teaching, and this is uh, superfluous to say even. We can't figure out doctrine based on an internal GPS. We have to go to God's GPS that He's given us in words from the Holy Spirit in order to find out what he wants us to be and then our hearts our devotion our love our dedication follows doctrine I guess if I had a mantra to leave you with today it would be dedication follows doctrine when we get into the word then we surrender our hearts and our wills and our devotion to our Father in Heaven. I'm turning over now to the book of 1 Corinthians and I'm in chapter 2 and as that chapter closes it says and we've talked about this before I hasn't seen nor his ear heard neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God's prepared for those who love him. We don't find these things out by just uh, messages entering our emotional selves, our hearts. We don't have feelings that lead us to knowing what Christ wants us to do, but God's revealed these things, verse 10, to us by His Spirit, because the Spirit searches the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. The Holy Spirit knows the mind of Christ. And how does He tell us those things? Well, we haven't received the spirit of the world, verse 12, but the spirit which is of God, so that we can know the things that are freely given to us of God. But how do we know these things? How do we have these things in our heart? Which things also we speak, verse 13, not in the words that man's wisdom teaches, but in the words that's inferred there, the words which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual we, the natural man, verse 14, we can't receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness unto the, unto the sinful or natural man. 
Neither can he know them because they're spiritually spiritually discerned. If we want to know the mind of God, then we open up our hearts and receive the words of the Holy Spirit, not feelings, not an internal GPS. We look for the words of the Holy Spirit. And where are those words? They were revealed. They were given to men who were inspired, born along by the Holy Spirit and chapter six and, and written for our, um, so that we could devour them. The words of the New Testament are the words of the Holy Spirit written by inspired men. All scriptures given by the inspiration are the very breath of God. And these words that are given by the breath of God, the scripture, the teaching, the doctrine is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, Paul told Timothy, so that we can be thoroughly complete and thoroughly furnished to every good work. It's all we need, but it's not an internal GPS. It's an external GPS that we get from the scriptures, the word of God that he has providentially preserved for us. Verse 16 of 1 Corinthians 2 concludes by saying, Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That's so reassuring to me. You know, it's a, it's a, a fluffy and warm fuzzy feeling to think that I have some sort of an internal GPS that's going to guide me to do the right thing or that I might hear a still small voice or it might be placed on my heart but that's not what the scripture teaches us the scripture teaches us that we are instructed in all things spiritual by the word and then our complete devotion emotions follow that. How important is Bible study? Well, it's the difference for our souls between right and wrong, between heaven and hell. And so I'm so grateful for the hundreds of you who are digging together with us in the Word because that's what's going to capture our hearts in full devotion to God. I hope you have a great day and I hope this has been helpful as you fill out the first part of our study for month five in our Digging Deep Authority study for now we're in the year 2019. Happy New Year and have a great day. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.